What can we work out? I'll get you in with me as my photographer. You put me up for the couple days wherever you guys are. I'm Obi. That's it. And we are drinking from the Garden Hose, your favorite podcast. Get us wherever you get your podcast. Remember to like us, subscribe, leave comments, give us feedback. Feedback helped drive the show. And how are you? Doing great. Made it through the holidays um, with minimal crankiness, I guess. So that's good. I think partly because I wasn't working and I was able to, you know, one of those deals where you forget what day of the week it is. So that's always good. Getting back to work was a little tough, but hey, I still, I, that's all that matters. All right. Absolutely. That is kind of all that matters. I did notice, um, as we were laughing about before the show came on, uh, your nemesis has been reaching out to me over the holiday season. And uh, I did see that you were not with uh, them on the New Year's Eve. There was a post that you were doing at home stuff. Yeah, I, uh, I had a sick kid, so I couldn't uh, partake in the, the, I mean, I could have, I could have done old times where we just show up sick and get everybody else sick a couple weeks later, and no one feels guilty about it, but uh, yeah, I had to be the adult in the room and, and not show up, so yes, I, uh, I had a, a quiet evening at home, which allowed me to watch football, which, to be honest with you, I was in heaven. Great games on Saturday, I know this isn't a sports podcast, but I mean, just watching Ohio State choke like that, and maybe it wasn't even a choke, just miss the, the kick like my nephew kicks Madden field goals. It was all awesome. yeah. yeah. that that was I I was not asleep by midnight, was I? I may have been. I I, I can tell you, if ever there was a year I was gonna be asleep before midnight, it was this year. But that football game went so freaking long that I was still up at midnight. Yes, I as I think about it, I was in bed at like eleven thirty. Yeah. So. so so the fact of the matter is that you were in bed at eleven thirty and I was thinking about it all day about getting into bed before midnight proves that we are not cranky old men in training anymore. We I think we've crossed over and in twenty twenty three we're officially cranky old men. I, I, I think you might be right. And one thing as cranky old men that I want to hear your opinion on as we teased last week was you go out to eat with some other cranky old men and their spouses and you settle at the end of the meal. Are you splitting the check evenly? Are you splitting it ahead of time? Having the writers each give you your own check or uh, you have some other plan? Yeah. So I, I feel strongly about this. And if you go out to dinner with people, you split the check. You don't get separate checks. You split the check. And, and what I love about today's technology is you can just throw your credit cards in there. So three couples, three credit cards. You tell the waitress, split it three ways. You get it back. You all discuss the tip. You get the same tip. Boom, bada bing, bada boom. If you go out with people, and this is me, I'm telling you right now, if you go out with me and you pull that shit where I only had one drink, you had two drinks, I only had a salad, you had an entree, so mine's 30 bucks and you're 60 I guarantee you we're not eating together again. Guaranteed. Well, I feel like we've had this conversation before, uh, but maybe we haven't. I'm on board with you 100%. 99%. If you are one of these folks that either A, uh, only wants to pay for themselves, well, because you, know, you, for whatever reason, want to do just you, 
The same technology that does make it so easy for us all just to throw our credit cards in does make it a little easier for you to ask the server for a separate check ahead of time. You better do it ahead of time. And I better not see you reach for a bottle of wine. I better not see you ask somebody for an appetizer bite. Like you get your muffin and you eat your own food. And at the end of the day, you're not like, eh, it took me 30 seconds. Like if that's who you have to be, you got to do it ahead of time. And then we all got to tell the server only spit in your food. But once the meal is going, you are eating the meal fully. You have to take part, split the bottles of wine. It's all you. You go ahead and you split the bill. Hi. Right. Well, I was recording my podcast, but Ed vanished. And now I'm looking for my phone. In the middle of the podcast? In the middle of the podcast. So now I'm looking for my phone. So I can uh, at least text it. Uh, splitting the bill. Ah, I have no input on that. Never had to do that. Well, I have to literally split the bills. You talking about money to Why'd you check your text messages? You said yes, but I'm mean, you could say yes. I, and you were about to do it and you got it. Because Why I, don't you read what that check mess, message says? Because it doesn't say yes. It say done. Mm. Check what the message says. So I just went on that rant. I wouldn't say rant. I just had that conversation with Ed about where I stood on splitting the bill. And Ed left. He just quit the podcast. I don't know what's up. So I guess it's just me today. And now I'm drank from the garden hole. I think my internet crashed. Well, welcome back, Ed. <laughs> How much of my of, of that did you hear? Because we can just come. I, I heard the I heard the part about we may have talked about this. And that's it. And then, and then you, you, you froze. And then I'm thinking to myself, oh, shit. I think we have talked about this before. Well, I, the point that I made was, the long story short, is that uh, if you have to be on your own, tell the server ahead of time. Don't share apps. Don't share a bottle of wine. Don't ask for food off somebody's plate. Cause I love family style. Like I like to go with people who are like, yeah, I'll, like, yeah, with my wife, I'll share a plate, but I like to go with people who they'll just, everyone will share plates, but you can't be part of that. Cause you got to split the bill. Tell the server ahead of time. And we'll tell the server to spit in your food and you better tip good. Like your tip better be good. Cause you're causing extra work for the server, which, you know, the server's doing literally extra work above and beyond their pay grade. I would agree, Obi. I'm still not going back out with you, though. That that that's fine because you're not going to hurt my feelings because I'm not that guy. Yeah, yeah, I know. I I just like I just think, you know, it's one of these things. Like, if you go on vacation, I, I learned this growing up. And and if you go on vacation, right, and you're like skimping while you're on vacation, like, oh, I can't afford to do that, or I can't. 
then you shouldn't go on vacation. Like you can't afford the vacation, which is fine. Just don't go on the vacation. I feel the same way about going out to eat. Like if you need to save a couple bucks because somebody had an extra beer, then you really can't afford to go out to eat. And that's fine. Just don't go out to eat. Tell your friends like, hey, maybe we should just, although bowling's damn expensive, maybe we should just bowl or something. Like do something else that maybe is more cost effective. That's all. Well, see, here's where I'm going to take the side of the other person in that you can control how, like, vacation is different. Like, you go on vacation, I, there can be times when you're like, I wish I hadn't gotten that vacation five years later if you if you do Disney only once and you do it right. But uh, but if you're going out to eat, like, sometimes it's a situation where you're kind of socially required to go out to eat, but you don't want to. So, like, a work function your boss hopefully is paying for. But maybe a work kind of get-together lunch, you kind of have to go because everyone's kind of go. So, that becomes like, yeah, now I – and even though there's okay. no beers there, it's just – I'll just go get salad. All right. I get that too, Obi. Okay. So, I'm, I'm not thinking that. But here's the thing. You can't be the asshole the other, in the other direction either, right? So, right. if it is a work fun, like, if it's not a – if it's a group of friends, right, it's different. I think because you know each other, you, you've learned like, hey, that asshole er, learn, uh, orders lobster all the time or orders the $300 bottle of wine and doesn't, you know, chip in extra, right? They split. You don't go out to eat with them either, right? You're like, right. right? So if you're in a work situation, you, I agree, you don't have the situation, but you should have situational awareness that don't be the guy that orders a $300 bottle of wine either, unless you're willing to pay for it. I mean, I think that's the, the moral here. Like, if you're going to order some crazy shit at dinner, be ready to pay up for it more than everybody else. That, that, you're right. That's the other side. If it, no one else is ordering apps and you're like, I'm going to get two apps and a meal, then, you know, and what I w have found is that maybe I just choose good people. Maybe I've only noticed it when it's been done the right way. Most of the time when people either order an expensive bottle of wine that they're going to share for the table. They might say, Hey, listen, I'm really going to go over the top on this bottle of wine. I'm going to share it, but I'll, I'll make sure it's covered or Hey, if no one else is ordering apps. I'm ordering apps. I'll put in a couple, I'll put an extra 20 bucks. Like I, that's usually what you see from the over orderers because they know that they're taking advantage of a situation where the under orderer who wants his own little meal, they're trying to take care of themselves. Like there's a little more like, and they make it difficult. They just do. They make your life difficult. Yes. And I understand. And you're right. Sometimes you just can't afford to go out. So suggest McDonald's. Or like. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll tell you. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. Like, but if you're going to over order, definitely put in the extra money. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself not eating with other people. You're going to be eating just, it's going to be the over orderer and the uh, split the bill person going out together. 300 bottle of wine and two apps over here and a salad, split the bill, please, over there. You know, like, here's a perfect example. I went out one evening with a bunch of guys and we went to a club and this was when bottle service just started, right? I had never even heard of bottle service. And so we go in this club, it was a guy's weekend. We go into the club and we pay like a $20 cover to get in there. And as we get in there, there's all these tables around the dance floor. We got we were, got there a little early, so they're all empty, but they all say reserved on it. So the one guy says to the, the people at the door, like, hey, how do I get that seat? And they're like, well, it's bottle service. You got to pay $300 for a bottle of, you know, whatever. He's like, sign us up. Let's sit there. And I'm like, whoa, what the hell did we just get ourselves into? 
and so we got our our covers back because we got this table but this guy says i got the bottle don't worry about it just we're all drinking on me right i wanted to sit here so i'm taking care of it so i think you got it that's what you got that's how you act if you're going to do that and i and i think another part of that is like you said you know who you're going with so if you're but I, I'm in a situation where I have friends who are higher rollers than me significantly. And I have friends who are lower rollers than me significantly. And so you got to be cognizant of, of where those folks are rolling. So if you're like, Hey, we're going to go to a super nice restaurant that you probably can't afford. Let them know ahead of time. We got it. And they, you're right. And if you want to yeah. split with that, you know, and if you want to split with that same couple, you go, Oh, we'll go to, Denny's, whatever it is, you know, but yeah. so that they know, oh, this is obviously something that they think we can afford. But yeah, I think, listen, I think it's a perfect, you got to know the room, right? You got to be able to read the yeah. room, know who you're going with, and it, it hurt, feelings get hurt. But again, there's nothing worse than that person that tries to, oh, let me see the bill, and they start itemizing shit. And I'm going to tell you something about the person who itemizes. They never itemize like the tax and the tip into their bit, right? They're like, right. oh, mine was $14.99. They'll, they'll be generous and they'll round it up to 15. But at the end of the day, $14.99 and $5.99, right? It's 21 bucks. They're throwing in 22, maybe. And they're like, oh, I covered the tip too. Like, yeah. you didn't even cover your tax, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. The itemizers are the worst and they need to be stopped. And if you're an itemizer, stop. And if you're one of the people who I told uh, to listen to last week and you listen this week, we all know who we're talking about and we stopped going out to eat with him. So uh, that's a, uh, there is a, there is a group of folk of us. We have a, uh, a nice little chat and uh, someone's no longer in the chat because Someone of that. got their, voted off the island because. Voted they, uh, right up. Nice at dinner, right? Couldn't play nice at dinner. You're off the island. Goodbye. See ya. Don't get dinner invites. Like it, it's like we're a subgroup of a bigger group, and when we say, "Hey, let's invite everybody," everybody but that, because you can't come out to eat with us. You can't. You just can't do it. The other, you know, and you know, it could they could have been for a nice New Year's uh, Eve dinner, which uh, you know we're both too old for. But we may or may not be too old for New Year's resolutions. Do you do the resolution thing at? No, I think it's dumb. Uh, I don't have time for resolutions. I, I, I laugh at people who make res resolutions um, because here's the thing, and this is my philosophy. If it's important enough to do, why do you have to wait till January 1st? Do it the day you decide you need to do it. End of story. That's why I don't have resolutions. Okay. That, that seems reasonable. I don't have a resolution. I don't even have a theory on why. I just don't say. <laughs> you, just, you just don't make resolutions. I just don't make New Year's resolutions. Do I, do I all of a sudden? Yeah, I, my brain is riddled with ADHD. And so one day I'll just have a thing and I'll just write it down. And then that becomes the new, the new thing. Like literally when I went back to grad school, my, my wife woke up. I, middle of the night, I woke up, wrote something down. She's like, what are you writing about? I'm going to tell you in the morning. She wakes up, what are you writing about? Going to grad school. She's like, wait, I've been asking you to go to grad school for X number of years now. And you just kept saying, no, 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 no. And last night, I'm like, yeah, last night I decided I was going to grad school. And, you know, went ahead and did that. 
Obi, that's my point. Like when you decide to do something, do it. Why do we have to have like artificial deadlines or artificial start times to life changing things that are for the better? Like, I don't know. I, I, and by the way, most people who set New Year's resolutions don't succeed. I mean, that's kind of the data you read. And I got to think the reason they don't succeed is because it's artificial. They just made this shit up because they had to in their mind. I, I think you're right. I think that they're like, they do not know how to set goals for themselves and achieve them. And it's a hard thing for anybody who's having, you know, but if you're, if you struggle setting goals and achieving them, doing it because it's New Year's Eve is not going to make that easier. That's going to make it harder because you didn't want that goal. You're like, oh, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. Well, unless your goal is to lose 10 pounds because you put on 10 pounds over the holidays, you could have you could have set that goal for yourself earlier. Yeah, but I would you, assume you needed to lose 10 pounds in December as well. Right. Hopefully it's not 20 now. <laughs> uh, but you work in an industry that loves New Year's resolutions. Yeah. Yeah, you love those people. Oh yeah. We well, I mean, yes and no. Yes and no. It, uh, um, you know, the exercise industry is an interesting one because January gets really crowded. But by March, it's empty again, right? And so, and and some of those people still pay their dues, but some of those people also cancel. So it's not like you get rich because they all came in on in January. But the other thing it does, though, is because it's so crowded, your regulars, the ones that pay their dues year in, year out, get pissed off. Like, they really don't like it. And so it's like the the yin and the yang. Like, you're, are, you're, are you pissing off your regulars to serve the people who are going to be there for two months? Uh, but at the same point, you know, not everyone who joins in January quits. Some people are really making that life-changing decision, and it's going to be forever, right? So, it's yeah, it's an interesting phenomenon. But, yeah, that's how, one of the reasons why I know New Year's resolutions don't work. I have data. I have all these people who join who pay lots of money in January and are gone by March. So, I have to say, as, as somebody who goes to the gym, I know you want, you care. Here's your chance to throw some uh, shade at that. I know you've always wanted every time I mention it. Well, it's winter in your professional biking career, cycling career, or the break. You have to right. go to the gym. Gotta go to the gym. But the gym I, I pay to go to, I only go to work out with weights once a week because it's where I do my cup dump. So, it's Tuesday nights. I go, I work out, do cup dump. Friday, which we, for those who are just joining us is when you play with swords, right? It's when I play with swords and uh, highly recommend it to every old man because, you know, you get to beat up other dudes, but relatively safely. So what I did, you know, I went in on Tuesday expecting significant issues on yes, Tuesday night. And to say there was not like, an overly crowded uh, parking lot. The gym did not seem more crowded than usual. Again, I'm only there once a week. So I'm sure there are people who are not new who, are, you know, I don't know. But it didn't look like a lot of new faces. It looked like a lot of the regular faces. So I'm not sure if the gym I go to decides not to try to grab that cash and then have to worry about cancellations. Like, is it... Conceivable, it's not worth the three months of income, and uh, because they do waive the sign up fee in January, they do do that. 
But I don't see ads on TV for this particular gym, and they didn't seem to be that influx. Yeah, I, it could be another thing, though, Obi. I was, you know, doing some research on New Year's resolutions, and I noticed that wanting to play with swords is actually down this year. It's not, like, high <laughs> up on the resolution list. So it could just be, like, one of those valley years for that resolution. And next year, you know, it could be cyclical. Next year, the gym could be packed because everybody wants to play with swords. Yeah, no, this is a regular weightlifting. This is a well-known uh, gym brand. So with, do you play with swords at the same gym or, or are you trying to yeah. tell me that you leave the house, go to one location, lift weights, and then go to another location to play with swords? No. So I go to one location, a national chain. They may have different names in different parts of the country, but lots of things do. Lift weights, then go into their exercise room and play with swords. Okay. Th that is what I do on Tuesdays. The rest of the week when it comes I to weightlifting. No, I did not know your sword playing was at a, a, a national chain. I thought it was like at, you know, somebody's strip mall that they rented and they let you play with swords there. It was. Uh, so, oh. yeah, yes, it, 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 it was pre-pandemic. First, it was in a strip mall. Then it moved to an industrial complex. Yep, cheap rent. Cheap rent, bigger area. And then uh, there and was a space from the chain because of the pandemic and revenues. and okay. Yes, yes. So now right. that's, that's how. So, Obi, on the resolutions, as, as much as I don't do resolutions, I think they're stupid. There's, one, there's something else that occurs in January that really bugs me. Oh, I know what really bugs you. I know it. And it's somewhat of a resolution, but it's not called a resolution. I think you know where I'm going with this, but this dry January. Thing, I, I, yeah, I knew where you were going with this. Like, come on. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard of. It's a, it, and it's similar too. like, if you need to stop drinking, stop drinking. Don't wait till January. And then you're only going to do it for a month. And does that make you a Superman after you don't drink for a month? Do you feel good about yourself? I mean, I don't get it. Uh, I've never felt that dry January was like something that was in my radar of things to want to do. So I don't, yeah, we're, we're, we're just two cranky old men. Although I know people my own age who have done dry January and I've seen it lead to total abstinence for some people. And that's fine if that's right. the life choice you want to make. But I just don't understand the people who are like, yeah, I'm going to freaking booze it up in December. And then so I got to take a month off because I'm a freaking, you know, because I'm all. I, 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 I wonder. So I, I do wonder people who do dry January, what their full concept of it is. I think part of dry January, like it makes sense to me if we're going back to that person who watches what they eat, et cetera, et cetera. And then from November to December, they just, between Thanksgiving and New Year's and Christmas, they put on 10 pounds, five, 10, whatever that number is. And then they say, okay, come January. They're more than just dry. And it's not quite a resolution. It's this, this holiday weight needs to come off. And it starts with not drinking my calories like that. But that. That's not that, how it's presented though. That's not how it's presented. I agree. Agreed, but I wonder how many people who have jumped on that boat are like, oh, yeah, I'll just tell everyone I'm just doing dry January, not because I need to be dry January, but because 
I'm doing this other thing, and that sounds better than I'm making a New Year's resolution to lose 10 pounds. I, you know what? I, I, I'm not a fan of either, but if you told, I would, I would still respect you more for the resolution. And I wouldn't even call the resolution. I would say, Hey, you know, I've just had yeah, six weeks of chowing down and now I got, I got to get my holiday weight off. I mean, I think the respectable thing is just to say, Hey, I'm going to drink less in January. I don't know why you have to say I'm not going to drink at all. I don't know. And, and to your point about people our age that do dry January, you, as you know, there are people our age who drink non-alcoholic beer. And think it's going to take over the sports world, right? So, yes, it's got the electrolytes and the yeah, carbs. Exactly. Yeah. Now, with that, with that said, though, again, I know we're not a sports podcast, but there was a famous basketball player, Luka Doncic, uh, for plays for the Mavs. Had an historic game about two weeks ago, dropped sixty points, had triple double. I think he had eleven rebounds, twelve assists, whatever. Crazy. Sixty-one, game. twenty, and ten. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, twenty. Twenty rebounds, right? He, yeah. Anyway. Crazy game, and when they were interviewing him after on the court, he told the announcer, "I need a recovery beer after that performance." That was a real beer. My guess is he was going for one with the booze in it. Yeah, he didn't say a recovery non-alcoholic beer. No, no, he did not. Luka Doncic did not say that. So I do agree that athletes drink beer, but I'm not sure it has to be non-alcoholic beer. But but I doubt. Obi, yes. not a fan of the New Year's resolutions, not a fan of dry January, still not a fan of non-alcoholic beer, still cranky. You are? You're, you're cranky, and you're not a fan, and the charm is that we suck. I'm Obi. That said, join us next time when we take some feedback and turn it into an episode.